0: And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 84, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Joining me on today's show is Tanya Connor Green. Tanya has been coaching female entrepreneurs who are struggling to make money in their business, and she's been doing that since 2015. Now, as a former corporate prisoner who was often referred to as the little pitbull in the insurance field where she worked, Tanya is keenly aware of how important it is for her clients to succeed in their business and not go back to a soul-sucking 9 to 5 job because she's been there herself now she has a unique approach to her business coaching because of her strong focus on human connection and vulnerability so Tanya focuses on helping women move beyond fears and self-doubts that keeps them hidden behind their computer screens, so that they do get visible they get vulnerable and they stand out online and out from the crowd online to make six figures plus in their online businesses. Now, today on the show, Tanya is going to share, asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Yay, this is so important to to talk about. Sharing your vulnerable story will make you stand out from the crowd and make your audience feel connected to you, which will lead to more sales and more clients. Stop hiding your gifts. You're not doing yourself or anyone, especially your ideal clients, any favours from by keeping them hidden and so much more. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited that this is video too. This is so fun. That's right. We're doing it all. Video, audio and uh, live on Facebook. It's such an important message. I think before we press record, so many women sadly really feel that asking for help, uh, whether it be from your team or other people in, in your circle is a sign of weakness, whereas I love the way that you said actually it's a sign of strength. Let's dive in. This is, this is uh, an important mindset shift that I hope really to impart on women listening and watching today. What are some things that you want to share?
1: Okay, awesome. So I usually think about it as a, as a strength, one, because it takes a lot of courage and strength to ask for help, yes. but also it, it honors the person that you ask. So it's actually sort of like giving them a gift by being the gift of being helpful. Yes. So most people, how do you feel when you help someone? Mm-hmm. Especially someone in need? Like it's some it's like a high that you get that you helped somebody and you were able to make a difference for somebody else. So if I just give this person a gift or if I honor them by saying I trust you, mm-hmm. I'm coming to you because I see you and that I see that you are able to help me. Mm-hmm. Um like, can it? Can you help me with this thing, right? Yes. Like, I'm feeling like I need some support. Mm-hmm. So I think of it like you're actually doing, like, giving someone an honor, to the, uh, like, to give you the you're giving somebody else the opportunity to be helpful
0: yes and possibly use their gifts and their unique talents to be able to contribute to the team speak a little bit because this is so important to you speak a little bit about um some of the reasons why we as women we don't do that one of them i know is that you know as leaders we have the the assumption that we need to know everything, be all things to all people, but that couldn't be the farther from the truth. So let's speak some truth into this unfortunate uh, thinking that we have to know all things as a leader.
1: So, so true. And I know that I'm usually guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And also like having that control, like that I could do it better than someone else, or I can do it better on my own. Mm-hmm. But like knowing how to do everything, we feel like we have to be able to do it all on our own. And if somebody helped us do it, it wasn't technically all by ourselves. Yes. And I definitely, I, even when I wasn't working in insurance, I thought that more minds is always better than one Mm -hmm. because if more people are like, they're going to cover more bases. Like people are going to have different perspectives, different ideas, different examples, and you're thinking about different things. So if you put two minds together, you're only going to make it better. It's like combining two is like, bigger and better yeah absolutely I always think that it's like important to have the team because it covers more bases Mm -hmm. and we don't have to be good at everything we don't have to take control of everything we don't have to be the only one who knows how to do it or who is doing it
0: yes yes so
1: and personally for my experience like I think like growing up in a family like I grew up in a divorced family so my mom was always like miss like, be independent don't Mm -hmm. depend on other people um, like, you can do it on your own. You don't need to, like, have anyone's help. I don't think that that was necessary. I don't think she meant it that way, but, like, mm. that as a child is how I took it. Mm-hmm. And so thinking that, like, it's better if you can do it on your own, it's better to be super independent mm-hmm. than to need anybody
0: else. Yes. And, and this is going to speak um, beautifully into one of the points, you know, about not hiding our gifts. And sometimes we don't recognize our gifts or validate them to really – how we can contribute because once we have that self-awareness and that confidence that what we have to offer and share is just so brilliant and other people as well we then realize and are far more comfortable in in aligning ourselves with incredible people who are skilled exceptionally in their area and we're confident to say you know what i can take a step back and let you shine in what you do because collaboratively united Together, we can achieve so much more than we could possibly um, hope to achieve on our own. Speak a little bit about this, because I think sometimes that's the reason why. By getting other people to shine, um, it detracts the shining away from what we bring to the table. But it's far from the case, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, I think that's the whole, like, collaboration over competition or community Mm. over competition. Mm. Because it's not that, like... Just if I shine, that doesn't take away shine from somebody else. Yeah. And like there's enough shine for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and when we do put someone else's um, gifts or someone else's expertise on display, that only um, strengthens us as a company or us as a team, mm-hmm. because now we have two amazing people and we can be amazing in different ways. And also, even if we're amazing in the same way, we still bring our own sort of gifts to it and our own. And our own
0: that's my cat
1: and our own uh like our own kind of perspective on it and who we connect with is mm-hmm. different
0: yeah absolutely that's all right we want to say when we press record we go with the flow and if children come cats dogs postmen yeah, cat postwomen be it. it's all good Let's it's all fine I mean, she and loves, she's right. probably going yeah that's right um so as as um Tracy's doing oh, that's the beauty yeah, of she doing likes to things. i a
1: podcast. Like... of all the
0: podcasts. My <laughs> podcast co-host, you know, is like, oh my gosh, it be quiet." As it's long as she doesn't push any volume buttons or or sound effects and things like that at the uh, at the wrong moments, uh, that that'll be great. Let's talk about some of the um, you know we're talking about the, the reasons why we may not want to invite people onto our team because of the fact that it may diminish our own life which we've just said that is just not true at all let's talk about because I know that this is something sometimes a, a reason as well is that we take our skills and our gifts for granted we don't really see them as being of any value speak a little bit about this are there some techniques that you've done or that you've seen that work really well in highlighting and actually pinpointing where our gifts and strengths lay because this is something that i think many people struggle with as well
1: Mm -hmm. great great question so number one i know i mean being a woman in corporate i think that a lot of the time we're told to be quiet Mm -hmm. not share our like emotions or our opinions or you know not talk too much or Mm -hmm. you know you have to like they're like if you're not super senior You know, your opinion doesn't matter. Mm. Listen to the more senior people or the more seasoned people. And I think that, so that, at least for me, was like something that kind of like got beaten into me of like, Mm. be quiet. Stay quiet. Don't be loud. Don't be in people's face. Don't share your opinions because you're young. Mm. And I think that that, like, you know, it silenced me a bit. And one of the things that when I learned about sharing your gifts was because I was afraid to speak in public because mm. of that sort of stuff, right? So I never wanted to speak out in a group, and so I would never have done something like this. I was wow. great one-on-one, but I would never speak in a group or if people were watching or people were looking at me, I would never speak. Mm. But when I would speak with people one-on-one, they would tell me that I wasn't sharing my gifts because like, I had all of this knowledge or information mm. or things that could help people inside of me, mm. but because I wasn't speaking it, unless the person spoke to me individually, then there were so many other people that wouldn't benefit from that. Mm. So one of the things I do now, because a lot of women are, they struggle with determining what are their strengths. Yes. Is I will first ask like, what do your friends say about you? Mm. What do people say you're great at? What do they notice about you? And when you start to like become aware of when people give you compliments and not say, Oh no, no, no. Mm. Cause you know, we all do that. <laughs> oh no, you're so it's beautiful. Any, or, it's anyone oh, no, can do so, it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like detract from what they just said. So one of the things I um, work on with my clients is like to say, thank you, I received that. Don't reply. Don't say they're beautiful or they're super smart or anything like that. Thank you, I received that. And then actually notice what are the things that people are saying to you. And then you can kind of identify some of that stuff in, in yourself because I don't think we should just wait for other people to tell us how great we are. Mm-hmm. But um, when you can start to identify some of those things that, you know what, maybe I am a really great friend. Maybe I am a really good, great pet owner. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am a really great um, partner. Maybe I am a really great manager. Noticing those things where you're like, you know what? I was really good at that. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself some of that kind of um, feedback that you're usually looking to get from other people. Mm -hmm. And when you start to get in the habit of noticing the things that you're
0: great at, you'll create a big list of things that make you incredible. Mm -hmm. Love all of those things. I think it's so important. But that one that, you know, when we are given a compliment or someone mentions, you know, you're so good at this and that, when we say to the, oh, you know, anyone can do that or it's nothing, we actually devalue, don't we? even subconsciously, that, hey, what we have to offer and what someone's just complimented, it's not worth of any value. And I love the way that you've said some of the beliefs, some of the things that you were taught or shared at, from corporate because I know many of our listeners have come from corporate and now running their own business. What they don't realise often is that we bring some of those misconceptions, you know, not helpful beliefs, unhelpful beliefs to how we are showing up and the way we relate to people. So if we think that we're not sharing our voice, we're not putting our hands up to be interviewed or even start our own podcast, which can keep our story, keep our voice, our message from being heard. So, so very important. Let's talk about being vulnerable, our story. I think often the seasons that we've been through, the struggles, the hardships, the challenges, because we've gone through them, they're built in us a strength that we can now impart to others and being able to talk about it in a way that does empower and inspire and give people hope that, hey, if she can do it, maybe I can do that too. But again, we can struggle with that too. So share a little bit more, maybe some of the things that you did and learned to help you now bring your story to life to impact other people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that was a big um, thing that I learned, and I learned it early on in my journey because the way I came to coaching was because I was reading this book by Brené Brown called *The Gifts of Imperfection*. Yeah, and it was all about how our vulnerabilities are actually the things that connect us. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're imperfect is what connects all of us. If mm-hmm. we're, if I'm imperfect, you're imperfect, and if mm-hmm. we're both imperfect, then we can relate to each other because we're both imperfect. Mm-hmm. So. When you share your vulnerable stories with people, which is what I do regularly in my business, and I suggest that my, um, my clients do as well, mm-hmm. when we share those things, people can say, me too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that. I get her. She gets me. Or she was where I am now, which mm-hmm. means that if she was here, then I can get there too. Yeah. So if I say, like, I... I felt like a corporate prisoner in my job where I felt like my gray cubicle was like a prison cell and Mm. people let me out on evenings and weekends. There are a lot of people that have been in a gray cubicle thinking, man, I only get to go out when my boss says I can leave Mm. on evenings and weekends. Yes. So there are people that will relate to our story and the things that we struggled with. And by sharing where we were and where Mm. we are now. That's going to give them, like you said, hope that they can do it too. Yeah. And if I can do it, because I'm not special, anyone else can do it too. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, like, there's nothing different necessarily other than, like, who I am. But, like, we all can have the potential to do that mm-hmm. if we believe that we can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So important. I remember um, a couple of years ago, I went through a, a, a business partnership, which unfortunately came to an end, uh, circumstances I won't go into today, but uh, it really significantly, you know, was a, like a punch in the in, in the gut. And I remember uh, one of my colleagues saying to me several months down the track, oh, I'd love you to share that because the way you picked yourself up and blah, 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 this is such a great story and a message. I was going to then share that to her audience, but my then coach said to me, "You're not ready to share that yet because you're still journeying, journeying through that. You're still learning. You've have learned. You've come a long way. But wait until you've come full circle to be able to share that." And that was such a great piece of advice. I'd love to ask your thoughts on that. But then also for people that are listening, how do they know that they've got into a stage where you know what this story is now that one. I can share and I can impart some real honest integral learnings from that it's not something that I'm still struggling with those two things can you share some insights Mm on what do you think around those so typically I
1: personally feel like I'm always learning and I'm always journeying through like different things Mm -hmm. so what I usually say to my clients is you can always help somebody who is a couple of steps behind you Mm -hmm. whether it's one step or three steps But if you're where they are hoping and wishing to be, Mm. like you can help them get from where they are to where you are. Yes. So sometimes like we can help people even because I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm not an expert or I'm not Mm. there yet or I don't know enough yet. Mm. And it's like you don't need to wait because as you grow, you're going to be able to give more information about what you're going through to people who are a little bit further behind you. Mm. and as you grow they'll grow and as you learn more they'll learn more Mm -hmm. and so you guys can grow together and I think that I like personally I just don't want to wait to help people that maybe need the help right now
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very very important point what about um, situations where there are parts of stories that have real learnings And then there are parts of stories that you think, oh, TMI, too much information. How do we know the difference between that is going to be really good, that not so much. That's something that I should just keep to myself. How do we discern?
1: So I usually ask, like, is that in service of my client or is that in service of someone else? Like, am I giving them details that like they don't need to know? Mm. Or am I doing it so that they know like what are because sometimes we think that no one else is going to deal with these like outside Mm -hmm. side effects of what happens. And a lot of the time we, they do need to know some of those things because so they feel less alone. If Mm -hmm. we don't talk about it, people think that they're weird and something weird is happening to them that no one else has ever experienced in their life. Mm -hmm. And if we don't share that stuff, like I know for a long time, like a lot of women didn't share They
0: had had a miscarriage, Mm.
1: right? And like the more people share, the more people that are like, "Oh yeah, I did too," and I just never told anybody.
0: Mm. Yeah, but I love that, and I love the way that um, you've said it is this of service because you know sometimes, and here's why I ask that: sometimes you know people will write a book about it or they contribute to a chapter. Whereas some of the things that might think, is that better off to be in a journal, something that I'm working through and is this of service, can this be in a lesson, can this be something that inspires hope and possibility into someone else. And this is maybe something that you've done too. You may have um, as an idea uh, some close friends, people who you really do trust and perhaps share with them some ideas, some of the things that you were thinking and putting in and then they will give you some honest feedback as to this is great, this that this was something that's just for your eyes or you know your learnings only were there some other things that you did some practical steps to really help as you started to flesh out your story that you're now using so beautifully in your message
1: Mm -hmm. well firstly number one i went to therapy for like every week for like Mm -hmm. six months Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like now i share a lot of things i learned in therapy that weren't That didn't come from me or they were just like lessons i learned through experiencing Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. but um Firstly, I love therapy, so mm. I definitely highly recommend it to everybody. Um, if there is any stigma around that, like, I love it, and I think it's kind of like uh, like a good boost of good energy. Every yes. time I left there, I was like, oh, this is like drugs. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, let's, like, let's, I let's talk about that, I mean. that. If
0: there is a stigma around that, I think that's something that needs to, to um, you know, be eliminated because here's someone who is skilled and an and expert, someone who is Able to support you. There are some things that we get stuck in our stuckness that we just don't see. So, by them mirroring something back, perhaps reframing it slightly, or even just sometimes a look you know, that look that you get and it's like, has you completely reframed something, even yeah. subconsciously, that you think, wow, I never looked at it that way? I mean, so, I look, exactly yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. like
1: I was, I had no idea all of these stories that I had made up in my mind mm-hmm. to be true. I truly mm-hmm. believed that that was what had happened. Yeah. And really that was my perspective at the time. Yes. Like if I wanted to take a different perspective on some of the things that have happened in your life, like mm-hmm. one of the biggest um, things that I've learned along the way is like, especially with owning a business and going through like um, some of the like breakup and like mm-hmm. all of the different things that I had gone through that I went to therapy for, I used to think to myself instead of thinking like, Oh, woe is me? It's like, that this or something better. Like Mm -hmm. if this doesn't work out, it's because something better will. Like the universe has a better plan for me than I had for myself. Mm -hmm. So like trusting where you are being guided to go, if something doesn't work out or something ends that you really did not want to end, Mm -hmm. whether it's a relationship or a job or something like that, It's because something better is on the horizon. There's Mm -hmm. something better around the corner that you just haven't planned for. Yeah. So having that reframe of like, why is this happening to me? My life is blowing up to, oh, this is being like everything is breaking up so
0: that I can be redirected in a new direction that I didn't plan on going. Mm. And those um, key lessons in life, I think, are so important because, I don't know if if you've had this, if there's something that you're still working through, there, there is a lesson to be learned from that. Life will often show you little triggers and things, and then when you are able to handle them, I know you, bye not a no, no longer an issue because i've been able to work through that and you're able then to uh, impart that if this is something that you want to include in your message to help others that they can mm. find that strength as as well let's talk about the vulnerability and stories because sometimes and you may have heard this too people that i don't really want to share that because people may look at me differently or think this about me Whereas, you know what, again, hiding, and this speaks beautifully into hiding our gifts, hiding our message, we're not doing our ideal clients a service if we're keeping that hidden, are we? No, not at all. So I
1: have a really great question that I've asked myself and my clients for for the whole whole journey so far, Mm -hmm. is like, are you willing to be judged by 10 people in order to help one person who is struggling? Mm. Because it's not really about everybody and you might be judged. I mean, even if you did something great, you're probably going to be judged by that too. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get judged either way. And do you care about the people that are judging you or are you doing it to serve somebody who might be struggling and maybe they see or hear your message and that gives them hope or that gives them a way out or maybe working with you helps them create a life that they never even imagined they could have. Mm -hmm. And is that worth it if some people think you're silly or that you're salesy or that you're sharing a vulnerable story that they don't want to hear. Yeah. Because it's not for them, it's oh. for the person who is struggling.
0: And that is something I think that you just, what you just mentioned is so important that sometimes what can happen is if someone is triggered and responds to us in a way that we think, oh, that, I wasn't expecting that response. Number one, they may just not be our ideal client. But number two, it really doesn't have a reflection on us and our message and that it's bad, that we shouldn't share it it may actually be an indication to them that that is an area that they need to deal with. So by having that comment or reaction shut us down, again, we're not serving our ideal clients and who we really can serve and support by not sharing that message. Are there some other things that you see happen typically that have us kind of detract and, and not share our message? We've talked about, you know, being judged, having someone being triggered and, and sometimes that can reflect on us. Maybe it is the way that I'm sharing my message. Are there some other things you see typically that happen uh, around sharing a vulnerable story that you kind of want to let people be aware of so that they don't get stuck in that and then not share mm-hmm. their message? What, what are some other things? Yes. Some other things
1: like some people might be hurt by your version of the story Mm -hmm. um, so that you might not want someone to know that that's what happened. I mean, you might want to hide it. It might be somebody else might be involved. So I usually, if that's the case, I would generally just say, like, don't include their portion of the Mm -hmm. story that you're telling Mm -hmm. um, because this is about you and how your perspective of it was and what has shifted for you since then. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Yeah. So people usually are concerned about judgment. They're concerned about not being ready to tell the story, Mm. not knowing what the reaction will be, um, whether it will be judgment. And sometimes people are afraid of success too. I've had clients who they share a little bit and they have so much success that it makes them retreat. Mm. So not also being afraid of like, what if something good comes from that? Mm. Like, are you ready to say yes to that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that takes courage too, to step into the light or step into that new role and sort of leaving that old identity behind. Mm. Because when we tell the story and when we're, we've moved past it, you don't want to tell it in a way that like, that's who you are mm-hmm. still. Yeah. That's part of your story. And like, you can shift or leave that identity in the story. Yes. You can move into a new identity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so very important. And I I love the way that um, you said if there are other people involved is to really tell it from your perspective so that uh, because everybody's, you know, can see the same story. You can have two or three people involved in the same situation and each through their own perceptions, values, beliefs can share a completely different version of that. So you want to stay integral to sharing yours. And sometimes
1: it's fun to hear that. Like sometimes I'll ask people, especially when I was going to therapy, Mm. um, we would reframe something and then I would be like, hmm, I wonder what the other person thought of it. And I would ask them like, so what was your, why did you think that this was happening? And like their story will be completely different than Mm. what I had said. So it's really cool to kind of see that everybody does have a really different perspective and version of what happened.
0: Yeah, I think that's important, isn't it, for, for all of us to remember that there will be different um, perspectives, there will be different ways that people react, And that it's okay, you really need to learn, I think, get to a place where we're able to appreciate that. Doesn't mean that we necessarily need to agree because that's not our version of how we saw things, but to come to a place where that's okay, have a a healthy level of curiosity, but that we don't uh, have that impact us, yes?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, be curious. Mm. Like, you're not in judgment. You're not, like, trying to reframe the other person's perspective. You're just being curious and listening to somebody, what someone else was paying attention to or what connected with them, like, what resonated for them from that experience. Yes. And it's actually just really interesting to hear how people um, interpret different situations. And, like, even, like, people's facial expressions and how someone said something, it's, like, really interesting to see how it means something different to everyone, and how you said before about how it's actually a reflection of what's happening inside of them. Mm. I don't know, have you ever read the book The Four Agreements? Yes. So I love that book. If there was only one book
0: on the planet, I would mm. give that book to
1: everybody. Yes. I would save that book. Yeah, but, just um, share with you, because it people are depth. going
0: to be thinking, what are the four agreements? So You want to give a very mm. short yeah. snapshot overview of what that is.
1: Okay, so number one is um, be precise with your word. I know it's not precise as a mm-hmm. word, but there's a different word that they use, yep. but be precise with your words. So say what you mean mm-hmm. and don't say things that you don't mean. Yeah. So if I think that that person is beautiful, don't say, oh, look at how pretty she is. If you actually think she's
0: ugly, mm-hmm. Yes. right? Say what yes. you mean.
1: Don't actually you know, beat around the bush, I guess, with mm-hmm. it. Um, so use words that describe how you feel and what mm-hmm. you see. Um, number two I think is um, don't take things personally
0: Mm, a big one how often do we do that
1: (laughs) yes well I love that now because it's exactly what you were talking about is how people take things is a direct implication of how they're feeling because it's like a mirror of what they're feeling so what you see in others Mm -hmm. is really a reflection of what's happening inside of you
0: yes yes
1: Um, Okay. So don't take things personally. Um, Be precise with your word. Um, Always do your best is the last one. Yes. And
0: don't make assumptions.
1: Don't make assumptions. The biggest, (laughs) like don't make assumptions (laughs) is one of the biggest ones for me. I say this to my clients all the time Mm -hmm. because we do market research. If you want to do something, if you want to create a course or you want to create anything, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to create, make sure that you're not assuming that people want it. Yes. Actually go and ask them. Yeah. Because when we make assumptions, we can create this entire story around Mm. something that may have been rooted in something that wasn't true. And like as we build on top of it, the things that we built on top might have been true, but if the underlying first... Step wasn't true then we've just mm. built an entire tower on something that wasn't even
0: yeah absolutely and the first one you were talking about you know the word be impeccable with your word and That's I think it. what I love about all of those and they're so important is that it ties back beautifully into everything that you shared today about your story you know is it going to be um, helpful to someone because sometimes not saying something is going to be the best way to communicate um, than to say something which which is true and honest but it's just not going to be helpful to that person you know sometimes. Um. And like
1: even like sometimes being speechless yeah. is like something nice. Yes yeah. Right so it could be either way like maybe you're not saying something that's really hurtful to others and not in service and not going to do any good
0: mm-hmm. but
1: maybe you're also like not saying anything because you're in so much awe that you don't know what to say, you don't want to just put words on it that don't have the right meaning.
0: Yes, yes and you know what, sometimes when people say to you so what do you think about this Um, sometimes you know that again your own perspective is not going to necessarily be their perspective so you know sometimes you can say well that's so interesting what do you, you you can just come up with some ways that again can really support others in um, getting the the information that they need that will inspire and empower them to, to move forward. So I uh, love all of that. So how can people find out more about you, the services that you offer, how you can support them? What's the best way for them to connect with you, Tanya?
1: So the best way for them to connect is likely, um, also we have a podcast, me and my podcast co-host, his name's Mike, um, we have a podcast called the How We Hustle podcast, mm-hmm. which is available in iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and iHeartRadio and YouTube. So. You can find it anywhere online, basically. Fantastic. And um, the other places you can find me, my website is um, www.fullheartedbusinesscoach.com or on Facebook on fullheartedbusinesscoach.com or Instagram. I love Instagram, so say hello.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Um, fantastic.
1: So yeah, so anywhere they want to do that. And I do, if you guys are looking to get more visible with video, which is Mm -hmm. something I am a big believer of because if you're telling your vulnerable story Mm -hmm. on video, people can get to know you and see Mm -hmm. you. and um, so I also have a free training that's called the Quit Hiding
0: and Get Visible
1: training and it's also available on my website.
0: Fantastic. And we'll put all of those links and details for Tanya on uh, the show notes, network.com forward slash W-I-L-H-4. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been super fun. You have such great questions. Thank you. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast brought to you by Movement.com. changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at movement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com.